Welcome back to Mental Health Spot. This is Oli speaking. I'm happy to be back here with you all on this joyous occasion. So let's go ahead and get started with our topic. Before we do that, the usual disclaimer, if you are under the age of 18 years old, please consult your parent or guardian before continuing to listen to my episodes, as I can sometimes address some mature adult content. So I really, really wanted this episode to be about communication. It's just been in my heart for a while to do a segment on that, but I realized that my episode on communication isn't going to be just one episode. It's going to be several. Um, Possibly a two-parter, possibly a three-parter. It's going to be lengthy. So I figured I would start with talking about depression. And so this is going to be about depression and how you can identify the signs of um, depression in yourself or in another person and how you can identify the signs and symptoms of depression in a child and a teenager versus an adult. Um, It can look a little bit different. So that's something to definitely be aware of. And the best part and most important part is how to get the help you need if you're suffering from depression, what are some things you can do, and what you can do for someone else. If you know someone, you know, a loved one, friend, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, mom, dad, you name it, that is suffering from depression. So, depression. Depression has some very universal signs and symptoms. But it can be either clinical or situational, okay? That's putting it very, very simply. So for some people, the depression is clinical or chronic. What does that mean? It's ongoing. It resurfaces at different moments throughout that person's life. It is consistent. Um, It might not always be very powerful or very um, strong depression, if you will, but it, it tends to be more consistent than situational depression. Situational depression is essentially an adjustment disorder. Um, something happens to you, something difficult or challenging, and you have a reaction to it and you react to it um, in a way that can uh, contribute to a depressive episode. So, situational depression and um, chronic depression 
clinical depression. They have very similar symptoms. The only true difference is that situational is not going to be as long lasting, whereas the clinical depression is going to be an ongoing uh, occurrence. So the symptoms for depression are as follows. Um, Feelings of hopelessness and helplessness. Feelings of low self-worth. Negative thoughts. Suicidal thoughts and ideations. Loss of interest in activities you once enjoyed. Low energy. Lack of motivation. Eating too much or not eating enough. Sleeping too much or not sleeping enough. So those are just some of the symptoms of depression. In order to measure depression, it's also important to measure how long it's been going on. Because if I wake up today and I have low energy today or I um, feel hopeless or helpless today, but I don't feel that way tomorrow or the next day or the next day or the next day, that's likely not depression. That's an isolated incident. So we have to measure depression by how frequent something is occurring. Has it been going on for at least two weeks? Even if it's on and off throughout the two weeks, that also qualifies as such. So that's one way to really make note of that. So in children and adolescents, depression will often manifest as irritability and anger. Haven't you ever seen those teenagers and you think to yourself, oh my God, they're so angsty, these angsty teenagers. They're angry at the world. They're mad at the world. That's depression. Most of the time. So because children and even adolescents don't really have the tools to identify, particularly children, to identify exactly what's going on internally. Um, I don't know if you guys heard that. And that. <laughs> that was actually a notification. Um, that I received from a friend of mine who, shout out to my friend, she knows who she is. She's always up at this time. It's actually 3 a.m. right now. And um, when she's awake and I'm awake, we we text back and forth. Um, so she'll appreciate that her notification came out in the middle of my podcast. I uh, didn't do a good job of muting the notifications before embarking on this lovely journey. So I apologize for that. But guess what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna leave it. Because we working on being imperfect. Remember what I told y'all. Anyway, and that's going to be for another episode. So, because children and don't necessarily have the tools to identify exactly what may be going on internally, depression can on, often manifest as irritability and anger and behavioral issues 
So it's important to really, really assess when dealing with a child. Do they have ADHD? Do they have anxiety? Do they have a conduct disorder? What's the problem here? Or is it depression? It's important to really, really assess for it because sometimes kids that suffer from depression are being misdiagnosed. They're being misdiagnosed and it's being said that they have ADHD, for example, and they don't. Remember, depression also can lead to poor concentration. So that can affect your ability to stay on task for extended periods at a time. And that often looks like ADHD. So it's, it's tricky. It's very important to really be able to um, see the differences. I swear, I thought I just turned off my notifications. I guess not. I don't know if y'all have ever been like in the middle of like a recording or you're like really passionate about a thought you're having and then all of a sudden the notifications come on in the background and just kind of interrupts your whole flow. Yeah. Um, anyway, so those are the signs and symptoms to look out for. Um, I don't know how helpful that was. I'm open to feedback. Please let me know if that was helpful at all. I mean, this is really like the condensed version um, because, you know, I'm, I'm trying to not bore you guys to tears with uh, a 30-minute podcast episode. Um, but again, I'm so open to feedback and I really want to hear from you guys. Do let me know um, what you want to hear about, what you want to learn about, what you're interested in, and I will definitely make it a point to address those uh, issues. Now, if you're suffering from depression, the best thing that you can do for yourself is see a therapist. Now, seeing a therapist is a trial and error situation at times. Sometimes it's not. Seeing a therapist is like dating, okay? You may not find the right one the first time or the second time. But maybe on the third try, you'll find the one that you really connect with, that you really vibe with. I'm telling you, just like going on a date, you have to be open to it because not every therapist is going to be the right fit for you, but there is a right fit for you. And you need to investigate that. And you owe it to yourself to investigate that. You deserve, you deserve to get the help that you need. And that's something that I tell myself all the time because I see a therapist and shout out to my therapist. She knows who she is and she's been amazing. Um, I actually had the same therapist for a decade and she moved away. Um, And so sadly, uh, I couldn't continue seeing her, but she was phenomenal and a true inspiration to me. And then now I'm seeing another therapist wonderful, strong woman. I just love it. And, um, but before I landed with this new therapist, I went shopping for other therapists (laughs) and I didn't connect with any of them because I know what I'm looking for. And I think because I'm a therapist, I know what I'm looking for probably more than someone who isn't a therapist. 
Um, but after my first therapist, she set the bar very high. So I wasn't feeling anybody and there was nothing wrong with them. I just wasn't connecting with them. And then finally I found this amazing woman and I have connected with her and I'm very grateful for that. Um, so find a therapist. If you don't find the right one the first time, keep looking. Okay. You're going to find one that connects with you, that you fit with. Um, because the rapport is important. If you don't have rapport with a therapist, your treatment isn't going anywhere. And that's something else that we'll talk about. in you know, a few episodes from now, the importance of rapport. Um, so find a therapist, see a therapist. If you need medication, take the medication, okay? If your issue is chronic and ongoing, you probably need medication to regulate your moods. If it's situational, probably not. Or maybe only for a short period to stabilize yourself and then you keep it pushing without the medication. If you need medication, take medication, okay? I know a lot of people that have a very low opinion, negative opinion of medications. I understand that there's some apprehension about it, but if you need them and you're not taking them, you're doing yourself a disservice because it will help you. It will help stabilize your moods. It will help even you out. I guarantee it. Make sure that you have a good support system. So besides, you know, go to therapy, take medications if you need it, have a good support system, have people that you can turn to, have people that you can talk to, expand your community. It's very important. And that's one of the first questions any therapist will ever ask you. Do you have a support system? Try to spend time outside, even if it's five minutes a day. It has been said that uh, there is a link between vitamin D and increase in mood. So, something to think about. So, therapist, medication if you need it, support system, spending time outdoors, a hobby, writing about it, journaling, drawing, painting, finding a way to release that energy. Now, if you're dealing with someone who is suffering from depression and you don't know what to do and you're sitting there clueless, do not, and I will dedicate a whole episode to this particular issue that I'm about to address, do not say things like, get over it, snap out of it, it's just a phase, you'll be fine. Don't be dismissive. Don't invalidate the person's experience. If you truly are clueless and you don't know what to say and you're uncomfortable with providing feedback because you have enough insight to know this is not your area of expertise and you frankly have no clue how to be helpful here, just encourage the person to seek help. Just say, I love you. You have my support. 
And I encourage you to get the help you need. And keep it pushing. Because when a person is depressed, if you're going to come in and say something that, you know, for all intents and purposes, you probably think that you're coming from a good place and that, you know, what you're saying is going to be truly helpful. And it might not be. And when a person is that depressed, anything can be a trigger. Anything. Any minor thing. And so you need to be careful what you say. So just a definite no would be don't invalidate the person's experience. Just, I understand. I hear you. Thank you for sharing this with me. I'm here for you. You have my support. I encourage you to get the help that you need and that you deserve. We're in this journey together. I'm here to listen. Those are some things that you can say, that are encouraged to say. Be a listener. Know that sometimes all a person really needs is for you to sit with them. And I know it's so hard for so many of us to sit with another person's pain. Even for me as a therapist, I have found that it's hard for me not to immediately start with a solution-focused approach. Hold off on the solutions is my feedback to all of you. If you're dealing with someone that's suffering from depression, hold off on the solutions other than, of course, please seek help. Don't be like, oh, just break up with the person. Oh, just don't talk to them anymore. Oh, just quit your job. Like, we're not here for that. Learn to just sit with a person. And again, it's uncomfortable for many people to sit with someone else's sadness. Most people don't know what to do with themselves. Have enough insight to understand that you don't know how to handle that. That's okay. And you can be honest and say, I don't really know how to handle this. I I don't have the education, but I just want you to know that I love you. I care. It's better to be candid than to say the wrong thing. Than to say, oh, you'll get over it. It'll be fine. It's not a big deal. Just quit your job. Just break up with them. Just be mindful of how that can affect someone how that dismissiveness can affect someone that's in that state learn to just sit with someone's sadness learn to understand that you cannot fix everything the only person in this entire world that you can control is yourself you cannot control someone else's sadness or happiness learn to just sit with them let them vent let them get their feelings off their chest Tell them you hear them and that they have your support. That's it. Just doing that, I guarantee, is the most helpful thing you can do. Period. Far more helpful than any piece of advice or solution that you could offer. So I hope that some of this was helpful to you guys. I would love to hear your feedback. 
feel free to let me know what your thoughts are on all of this. And like I've said, I will definitely um, talk more in depth about all of this because certain certain aspects of this um, episode is an episode in and of itself. Like I just I want to dedicate a whole episode to the importance of validating people's feelings. <laughs> so how will be picking. I will be piggybacking off of this episode very, very soon. So with that said, I hope that y'all found this helpful and informative and I look forward to the next one. See you soon.